Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors' memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have lost. this week is for the Hitler Beetle. No, not the Volkswagen we all know, but the sightless amber-colored carabid that lives in a few damp caves in Slovenia. Discovered by Vladimir Kodrik in 1932 and sent to his friend Oskar Scheibel, who promised to name it for Kodrik, Scheibel instead delayed naming it until 1937, at which time he officially registered as Anophthalmus Hitleri, which he said was, quote, given to Reich Chancellor Adolf Hitler as an expression of my admiration. As you obviously understand, it is unconscionable that any modern scientific convention would allow anything to be named for the Fuhrer, especially in a field as esteemed and prestigious as entomology. But yet the International Commission on Zoological Nomenclature has said they oppose adopting a new name because they say that changing the name of the species due to shifting cultural fashions would result in massive confusion. Of course, we know that our entire religion is founded on the importance of changing names due to shifting cultural fashion. The commission also notes that the incentive to discover new species might be blunted by the loss of the right to name them forever. But this is nonsense, and the power to name has only led to the most absurd examples. Hibertia scandens, an Australian flower named for George Hibbert, a transatlantic slave trader. Hypopta Mussolini, a Libyan moth named for the fascist Italian dictator. And Neopalpa Donald Trumpi, a micro-moth named after the former president. And in case you think this is just a small or trivial problem, let it be known just how many celebrity-related names for insects there are, all of which could be problematic eventually. There's a Taylor Swift millipede, a Beyonce horsefly, and a James Brown mite. Prince, RuPaul, Roger Federer, Greta Thunberg, and Arnold Schwarzenegger all have namesake flies. Harrison Ford, Barack Obama, and the indie band Radiohead all have ants. Michelle Obama, Bono, Angelina Jolie, David Bowie, Johnny Cash, Hugh Jackman, and appropriately, Tobey Maguire all have spiders named for them. Jackie Chan and Shakira both have wasps, ironically, since neither of them are white or Protestant. Jackie Chan also has a lizard namesake. Celebrity beetle names are so common they almost don't even merit listing, but Stephen Colbert, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jon Stewart, Novak Djokovic, Liv Tyler, and Kate Winslet all have ones. King Charles has a frog, awkwardly named Hyloscardus Prince Charles I, as if the name giver never believed he would actually ascend to the throne. Ozzy Osbourne also has a frog. There's a moth for Mel Gibson, lichens for Dolly Parton and Oprah Winfrey, a crustacean for Bob Marleymon, a shrimp for Pink Floyd, a mite for Jennifer Lopez, and most recently a treehopper for Lady Gaga. And in case you think it's only about historical personages and celebrities, the founder of modern taxonomy himself, Carl Linnaeus, had some kind of fixation since he named a mollusk Penicillus penis and an earwig Labia minor. Surely you can see there are some names we should take a mulligan on. I think it's fair to say the world will continue spinning on its axis if we tidy up some or all of these, perhaps doing as the American Ornithological Society recently decided, renaming all birds away from personal namesakes to functional descriptors instead. Yes, it's high time for the Hitler Beetle to go away and instead perhaps take on the name of alternately cited brown Slovenian cave beetle. Woe unto all who offend. Second, Gabriel Atal. 
the education minister for France, who recently got everything wrong after Muslim students and teachers were upset about a classroom lecture on the famous painting by Giuseppe Cesari depicting Diana and Aceton, a Renaissance work that clearly shows several naked women being approached by a fully clothed man. Instead of siding with the traumatized middle schoolers and the outraged parents, as he should have, Minister Atald instead defended the teacher, assuring the faculty that any students who continued to complain against him would themselves be disciplined. Now, of course, we recognize there is some tension here, because we ourselves advocate for discarding all the traditional sexual norms, including those ridiculous taboos against nudity and pornography, precisely because we do not believe that God made people, we do not believe the human body is sacred or special in any particular way, so being as naked as our fellow animals is perfectly natural and normal. But of course, Muslims, they don't see it this way. So to have Muslims complain about something we think is okay does put us in a quandary. However, we resolve this by reference to the first dictum of wokeology. Thou shalt always sideth with whomever is most offended, unlesseth that person be a Christian. So if there are Christians in the room, let it all hang out and chastise them for their primitive values. But if there are Muslims in the room, cover everything up as a way of promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. All hail the holy DEI. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, we celebrate the good work being done by the Wokalites at USA Boxing after their recent announcement that transgender female fighters who were unlucky enough to have been identified male at birth but now identify as women will be allowed to box against cisgender female fighters who have always identified as women. Now, of course, there are several qualifications, such as having received gender reassignment surgery, undergoing regular hormone testing, and showing adequately low testosterone levels for a long time. Even though we think USA Boxing is going in the right direction, we object to these tests because they commit a fundamental error. They clearly imply that there are some transgender female boxers who are more legitimately female than others, as if those women who have not had surgery performed or who do not demonstrate low testosterone are somehow not really women compared to those who can check these boxes. Of course, we know that the only thing that matters in gender identity is the belief of the person. And if a person with male genitalia and male testosterone levels nonetheless says she's a woman, well, she should be able to box as a woman. This two-tier caste system of trans women plus and trans women minus is insulting to all those sincere trans ladies out there still trapped inside their fully male bodies. But aside from this error, we do heartily celebrate this barrier-breaking decision by USA Boxing. Finally, athletes identified male at birth can shatter the amethyst ceiling and box according to their gender. After all, you can't have true gender equality until female boxers have the right to get beaten up in the ring by formerly male boxers. In fact, that's how we know that we've truly arrived at the rainbow gates of our gender eradication utopia, when all of society celebrates the beauty of former men hitting current women for sport. Good for you, USA Boxing. Way to lean into the punch for all of us. Whoa. Unto all who offend. Whoa, unto all who offend. Before you depart today, dear Otherin, please stretch out your hands toward Brother Kevin, who this week inadvertently referred to the Washington Commanders by their former team name in a heated moment of football argumentation with a fellow fan. He feels just awful about it and has already performed the prescribed penance of planting 14 tree saplings in his local park. Say after me, we forgive thee, Kevin. Welcome back into the fold of the self-righteous. May your virtue signal more clearly forevermore. Amen. Refreshments this week are provided by Hemp and Haw, the all-natural organic low-THC emporium and comedy club. This week serving us gluten-free unbleached natural wheat flour biscuits smothered in patchouli essential oil gravy and vegan sausage made with conflict-free spices. You can really taste the whole spectrum of flavors. Man. 
And now, brethren, sistren, and otheren, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal, and go forth and transgress no more.